Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. Today, we are discussing tipping. It did not include tipping in my corporate flight attendant book because I felt it didn't warrant an entire chapter, but I thought it would warrant a really fun episode for today. I talked about this in my two other podcasts, but I haven't talked about it here. I had eye surgery a week and a half ago, and I am still shocked at the recovery time. I thought I would be up and running in three days. They told me it was going to take six weeks to months, and now I completely believe them. (laughs) And on top of it, right after eye surgery, I ended up getting COVID for the second time. I have lost my sense of taste and smell. I'm getting it back slowly. And you can probably hear it in my voice. So I do apologize if the episodes for the next couple months are going to be brief and they're going to be shorter because I can only look at a computer for certain amounts of time, and especially if I'm rewriting my book. And, you know, I have to make sure I have a balance because there's blurriness involved with the eye. And then on top of it, there can be dizziness and the whole nine yards. And then I'm having the second eye done in late July. So again, it's going to be a couple months of me getting back into the podcasting and getting used to this whole new lens in my eye, in both my eyes. So please understand. Our awesome listener, Susan, had forwarded me, well, she always gives me great ideas, and she forwarded me an article from January 2023, so earlier this year, about how Netflix was looking for a corporate flight attendant for their private jet and how they were willing to pay in a range from $60,000 to $385,000. Can you believe that? That's more than most corporate pilots make. If you are making above $300,000 for a corporate pilot, you're doing well. If you're making $350,000 for a corporate pilot, you're doing well. So the fact that they're willing to pay $385,000 for a top-of-the-line flight attendant, but once the candidates did apply they probably said, oh, well, $200,000 is more commiserate with your experience. And the low range, the $60,000, means that they wanted to attract, my guess is, not a full-on newbie flight attendant, but someone newer that they could really train. And you see that sometimes. You'll see these ranges, oh, we're hiring from $60,000 up to now 385 is not normal, but I've seen 60,000 up to, let's say 120,000, obviously depending on experience. So I'm curious to know what happened with this flight attendant who they hired. And if they did hire someone at $385,000 range, I'm going to tell you right now that Netflix owns their ass. That means they're probably flying minimum 25 days a month, most likely 28 days a month. They have no personal life. They have no family life. Uh, They are probably exhausted and worn out. So just beware when you see a a large salary like this that when things are too good to be true, they are too good to be true. And they will dangle a carrot in front of you and then take it away. So I've talked about it extensively in other episodes. Make sure you sign the right contract. So if anyone knows anything about this mysterious Netflix corporate flight attendant, let me know because I'd love to know who they hired. All right, so let's get into today's topic of tipping. Now, I remember reading this article 
from a corporate flight attendant. This was probably years ago. And I read it a few times. So I think when you Google corporate flight attendant, the article comes up. And she had talked about within the article that she has heard of when flight attendants have worked on Saudi, meaning Saudi Arabia, those type of royalty private jets, that they have received $20,000 tips. I'm sure that's happened. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I've never had a flight attendant tell me, oh, this happened to me. I worked with a lead flight attendant who had worked with the Saudis for quite some time, and she never mentioned to me that she had these just outrageous tips, but she was also a very discreet person, so who knows what happens. I do believe this woman in the article. I, I, I'm sure it does happen. But again, I've never heard anyone say it to me. Just so you know, the owners do not tip on their own jet. And the owner's friends rarely do as well. I've seen it definitely once where I remember they tipped all of us, maybe a couple hundred bucks, maybe less. Maybe it was like a hundred bucks each. I have seen that. For charter, have absolutely no expectations for tipping. And just in case you don't know, charter means that the passengers are renting the plane. They hardly tip anymore from what I've seen. And again, I had talked about this on a previous episode that the charter company may absorb the tip, which if this is happening, is illegal and unethical. The problem is, as a corporate flight attendant, you do not have access to these bills, and they purposely don't want you to see these bills. Now, the pilots, I don't know how much access they have to the actual bill, but again, I have heard that the passengers do always tip, and it's included on the bill, and the charter company absorbs these tips. If this really has been happening, this is the biggest scam of the industry and it needs to be, light needs to be shed on it and there needs to be a class action lawsuit because that's horrible, right? That means you've been screwing over pilots and flight attendants for years. So if this is something that does happen, I really hope that it's exposed, but you would have to be working on the back end and see these bills to expose it. The best tipping story I've heard is I knew someone who worked more in the office of an aviation company, but sometimes she would substitute in as a corporate flight attendant. She flew these Russians from, I think it was something like Moscow down to the Caribbean. And during this really long flight, they had brought sex workers. And their thing was to have sex in front of the flight attendant. So every time she would go into cabin, they would be having sex. And that was their thing. That's what turned these guys on. And she was okay with it. I mean, she didn't feel she was in trouble and danger. She was not touched. They didn't even really communicate with her. They just wanted to have sex in front of the flight attendant. I guess it was their kinky thing. And she said she kept going back in the cabin and serving them and getting them water and doing all sorts of things. They kept kept asking for things. And at the end of the trip, they gave her a $5,000 tip. So you have to ask yourself in that situation, is that cool with you or is that not cool with you? For me, 
I'd be cool with it as long as I wasn't in danger, as long as I felt I was safe and no one was touching me or putting their weird bodily fluids on me, (laughs) then I would actually be fine with it because I'm not a very conservative person. And it's a good story, right? At the end of the day, this is a good story and it's not even my story. So imagine if it were my story, (laughs) it'd be a great story for this podcast. So I don't know, I guess I'm not conservative like that. Of course, in the beginning, I would be shocked and be like, what the hell is going on? But then, you know, you're stuck on this flight with them for, I don't know how long that trip was, but let's say eight, 10 hours. Guess you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. My best tipping story, my personal best tipping story is I was tipped $1,000. I flew these passengers who went to a sporting event and they bet on the sporting event and they won a ton of money. And the lead passenger and I were talking and he somehow he admitted to me that he won like $125,000. And after he admitted that, he had this look on his face like, oh shit, I have to tip you really well now because I just told you that. It was kind of this awkward moment, but I, I just covered it up and said, oh, that's awesome. Congrats. And I walked away. But that guy knew he had to tip me well. So I think he was almost forced into tipping me well. And at the end, he gave me $1,000 cash. So I did two legs. I think each leg was around two, two and a half hours. So I was like, hey, you know, when you put that all together for five hours, $1,000 tip, I think that's pretty good. And that was my best tip ever. I've asked several FAs the best tip they've ever received. And besides my $1,000 tip, 700 was the highest I had heard. I once had an FA say to me, oh, I love doing charter because I do so well with tipping. I, I make so much on tipping. And she didn't elaborate and I didn't ask her to elaborate, but I wish I had because what does that mean? Because that could mean $100 to someone that could mean $700 to someone. It just depends. So I'd be curious to know what she had thought of as doing extremely well and loving charter. I had flown the head of a major sports association. If I said the name, if I said the association, you would automatically know who it is. It's a household name if you know the sport. And he was a really nice guy. And his thing was he wanted restaurant food every leg. So he did not want catering, which I was fine with. And luckily we flew to normal places. So we were right by restaurants and I could get him really good food. We flew on a hawker. A hawker, as I will discuss in a later episode, is the smallest plane a flight attendant can fit on pretty much. And all it has is a microwave. It doesn't even have a sink or anything. So I think I would just microwave this guy's meals. And he was very appreciative He was quiet, but very respectful. In every leg we did, he gave me $50. He gave me a $50 tip in cash. And I want to say that I flew with him for five or six days and we did one to two legs per day. So I'm guessing out of that whole thing, I probably made $350 for five or six days in a tip. And I really appreciated that. So I thought that was kind of cool. I also flew a bunch of guys... They were around mid-50s to 60s, white guys, probably execs on a golfing weekend. I couldn't tell you if they were friends or just worked together. I think a combination of both. And they tipped me at the end. And it was really funny. I had a little incident happen. Nothing bad. It was just more funny where one of the passengers went into the lav 
and he didn't close the door all the way. And I had to go into the lab to get something in cargo. And I opened the door and he was standing there going to the bathroom, but I didn't see anything. All I saw was his head. Basically, I didn't see anything really below his head. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I closed the door and whatever. And his friend was standing behind me and his friend said to me, wow, that's the most exciting thing that's happened to him in months. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. We all laughed about it. The lead passenger at the end of the trip gave me, I want to say it was somewhere around $300. I remember he made sure to collect cash from all the guys. And I really appreciated that. I had a trip where the broker tipped me before the flight. And occasionally you'll meet the brokers. The brokers are the people who arrange the flights for the passengers. So they're that liaison between the management company and the passengers. And occasionally you will meet a broker. And this time I did. He was a nice guy, came on the plane ahead of time and tip me $40. Now, $40 isn't a lot. And he said, oh, you know, please take care of these passengers. And I was like, okay, thank you. But really, he should have given me like at least 100 bucks. But I was, you know, even happy with the 40 bucks. But these must have been big passengers for him, a major account. So I think it was cool that he did that. So I remember being tipped in that way as well. Then there was a trip I did with an older man who was, I think he looked good for his age, but he was probably somewhere like late 60s, early 70s. And he had a mother-in-law who's 96 years old. And he came on the plane first and was not happy that there was no bedding or no sort of bed for his mother-in-law because she's 96 and she wanted to lay down. So he took it out on the pilots. He was very nice to me, but took it out on the pilots. So the pilots and I went to the storage room rummaged through, somehow found bedding, made some makeshift bed before the woman came to the plane. And so I made up, I was able to make up this nice bed for her. She comes on the plane and she's very grateful. And he said to her, oh, you have Jennifer to thank for that. But really it wasn't me. It was a pilot, but he just didn't like the pilots. I guess he didn't like male pilots or just was disrespectful to them because he was a dick to them. I mean, everything was in order. He didn't look them in the eye. To me, he was super nice. And I remember at the end of the trip, he tipped me. And I want to say again, it was a couple hundred bucks, maybe 300 bucks, but we got along pretty well. So now that brings up the major point of do you share the tip with the pilots if it's not specified and the tip is given just to you? My answer is fuck no, because the pilots are not in the back dealing with the shit that we have to deal with. Why would I do that? That makes absolutely no sense. If I'm a waitress in a restaurant and that's my table and I've taken care of them, now why am I sharing the tip with all the other waiters, the host, this, that? Now I understand some restaurants have that system, but if they don't have that system, you keep the money for yourself. But you have to be discreet about everything. You can't sit there and wave the money around in front of the pilots and make a big show out of it and say thank you so much loudly to the passenger who gave it to you and then open your purse and put it in there, open your wallet and put it in there. Don't do that. Be very discreet when you get a tip. Say thank you quietly. And then what I would do is when the passenger would turn around and the pilots were in the cockpit, I would just put it in my bra. Now I know many of you in the younger generation don't wear bras anymore. 
<laughs> you can put it somewhere. You can put it in a pocket. You can hold it in your hand, go into the crew rest, uh, discreetly put it in your purse, but don't wave that tip around in front of the pilots. They don't need to know things like that. And if they want to tip the pilots, they will tip the pilots. I've had it happen once where the passenger gave me $600 and said, please give 200 each to the pilots and then you keep 200. And I said, yes, of course I'm going to do that because that was specified. But other than that, if he hadn't specified, I would have just kept the entire 600 because that is my job. I've also had one pilot ask me on a trip, hey, did the passengers tip you? Which I found weird. They shouldn't be asking these things. It's none of their business unless I have money to give them. It's absolutely none of their business but the guy was a weird pilot and they did tip me, but I said, no, I said, no. And he said, okay, because I knew he hadn't seen me. And what is he going to do? Like go in my bra and fish it out. So <laughs> like, there's nothing, you know, he could have done. So again, if you do receive a tip, just keep it discreet. Don't say anything to anyone. Don't mention it. Don't mention it to the linemen on the ground. Don't mention it to dispatch. Just keep it to yourself. And I think that's the best way to do things. So I hope you learned about tipping today. And again, my one rule of tipping is to just have no expectations. I really think that out of all these hundreds of flights and legs I've done, that maybe I was tipped not even 10% of the time, maybe seven, maybe 5% of the time. And definitely in this American culture, they don't tip like that. So they're, they're very into, okay, I paid for this flight. It's already expensive, or I paid for this trip. I paid for the fuel. So I'm not giving any sort of extra tips. So just know that going in, be grateful if you do get tipped and just know that it's not going to happen all the time. And when it does, it's a great day. All right, so the ways you can support this podcast, which I love to talk about, I have my corporate flight attendant book, which is a brutally honest guide to your dream job that reveals all the necessary information to succeed in this business, including acing the corporate flight attendant interview, where to train, what a day in the life looks like, salary and daily rate, etc. I updated and revised the book for 2023. I added an interview resume, cover letter chapter, and I go deeper into the day in the life chapter. I also offer my CFA strategy session. If you are an aspiring or new corporate flight attendant who needs guidance and a leg up, especially with cover letter, resume, a mock job interview, and answering any question you may have, let's do a video conferencing session. Yes, my book and this service supports me and this podcast, but it also supports you and your CFA career journey. And for those of you who just like to listen to the behind scenes and you don't want to be a CFA, you can also donate. All the links are in the show notes, so support me and check it out. So I just want to say that I so appreciate all the five-star ratings and reviews, but there's been a little bit of a lag. If you like what you hear, please add a five-star rating or review wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, because it helps this podcast so much. I am dropping the next episode on Friday, July 14th, 2023. Until then, happy flying.